Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. Jonathan Van Hoogen is not in the studio today, but we do have a semi-decent kind of replacement, Pastor Tim Hazer-Baker from Middleton First Baptist. I'm just joking, brother. I'm so glad you're here today. It's a lot worse than that, right? <laughs> I'm just joking. It's much yeah, worse. Yeah, I was talking it up a little bit. <laughs> well, we have been going through um, the Gospel and series, so the Gospel and anxiety, the Gospel and sex, the gospel and discouragement, and and today we're talking about the gospel and backsliding. And our hope on the broadcast is not to um, beat anybody up or or to put them in the corner of shame or the box of shame, but rather we we want to help people to not be living double lives. Um, backsliding in the Christian life is something that is common to believers, uh, though God promises that the work that he begins in us will be brought to completion at the day of Christ Jesus, Philippians 1.6. Oftentimes, we have seasons where we are going backwards in grace. So, for instance, Jesus said of the church of Laodicea that their works had become lukewarm. They had grown, as Jesus said, wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked, Revelation 3.17. And I would argue that all Christians can be susceptible to this. Just like trees have seasons of rapid growth and fruit bearing in the spring um, and summer bearing fruit, so they can also experience a barrenness in the winter. And Christians can experience that same type of Christian growth, and we call that backsliding. So brothers, let's help our audience by uh, defining our terms. Can you distinguish between perhaps those daily stumblings that every Christian has, uh, what Paul says, the things I don't want to do, I do. The things I do want to do, I don't do. And straight up backsliding. Dr. Beakey, one of our speakers at the upcoming Reformation Boise Conference, wrote a book called Getting Back in the Race, The Cure for Backsliding. And he begins the book by defining it. Um, and he says, backsliding is a season of increasing sin and decreasing obedience in those who profess to be Christians. Not every sin is backsliding. Christians must sadly expect their lives to consist of continual cycle of sinning and repenting of sin by faith in Christ crucified. In backsliding, however, this cycle of repentance is broken and spiritual ground is lost. And I think that mm-hmm. that's a helpful um, bracketing of, of, of this topic, this idea that that cycle of repentance is broken. Because really... The, the Christian life is one of daily repentance. Right. And so, unfortunately, on this side of heaven, we're, we're always going to be living in sin. We'll continue to sin. Mm-hmm. And so we don't get sinless perfection until we get to heaven. And so what our life is, is not just always going without sin. It's the idea that we're, we're tender to it. So when we sin, we repent. We come and confess our sins, and, and we experience that cleansing that we 
receive from the work of Christ. Backsliding is we stop coming back and confessing mm-hmm. and repenting, at um, least for a period. Yeah, I just to echo that, Russ, um, I would define backsliding as a, a, a season of indifference. We all know that the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. And when we, when we backslide, we're going through a, a season of indifference to our Lord. Uh, because, uh, you know, when we sin, as, as Russ was saying, when we're, we're going to sin every day. And when we're passionate in, in, in our love for our Lord, His love and His grace is going to drive us back to Him every day. And, uh, but we're prone to seasons of in- indifference and especially when we're in unrepentant sin. And uh, when, when that season of indifference uh, comes, uh, we're not going to be going to the throne of grace every day and making our repentance. Um, we're going to just let it slide. Yeah. And, then, and therefore, backsliding. You have two. You have a passage in Hosea, Hosea chapter eleven, verse seven, that says, "My people are bent on turning away from me," which is really what the hymn writer in "Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing" expresses: "Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the the one I love." Mm-hmm. Um, and both of those have are expressing this tendency of the human heart that we have a tendency towards sin and it's the grace of god that that helps us repent but there's sometimes when we become as phil was saying indifferent to that mm-hmm. and that results in unconfessed sin that's the prone to wander the the this bent on turning away so would you guys agree uh, well actually tr- true or false statement um Backsliding is this common. is really hard for me because <laughs> as an as an educator, the worst possible test questions are, are true, true or false. false. Yeah, <laughs> I probably messed up on the question, but uh, we'll go with it. You guys can correct me after. So, uh, backsliding is common to most believers. True or false? Do we need to have a, like a secret ballot so like <laughs> you're not called out on the air? <laughs> Um, I, I, I would say that that's true. I would say it's true. Um, because we're all human, and uh, we're prone to sin. Sin is our nature. Uh, and uh, because we're human, uh, we're, we're going to backslide. And uh, so it's common to all believers. Yeah. I'm, Which I is feel different. comfortable with oh. the word all. I, I was trying to... You know, kind of pitch it softly to you guys. If you if you could agree with the most, can you go one maybe one more step? But um, yeah, where are you at with this, Tim? You know, I don't know that I have an answer to that question. What's been striking me about this is how scary sin is. Yeah, and at the end of the day, we have hope in Jesus. But it reminded me of a line from John Owen that sin always aims at the utmost. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tim Challies wrote an article. It's called "The Scariest Book I've Ever Read." And it's on that, and, and he expounds on that a little bit. Sin always has an aim, a purpose, and it's always to lead you to the farthest possible degree 
of that transgression. So he gives a couple of examples. When sin offers an opportunity to enjoy a fleeting, lustful glance, it's not actually an invitation to harmlessly linger on a desirable body, but to utterly destroy a marriage through adultery. When sin offers an opportunity to doubt the existence of God, it's not an invitation to consider the matter with an open mind, but to defiantly deny him altogether. When sin offers an opportunity to desire the property of another person, it's not actually an invitation to long for what someone else has, but to commit the greatest theft, the boldest scandal. And it, really, this this conversation should be a bit scary. I mean, we know that Jesus mm-hmm. is the good shepherd and no one can pluck us out of his hand, but this conversation should remind us not to trifle with what we consider to be mm-hmm. little sins. Yeah. yeah. There's a, a saying that goes something like this, that sin costs you more than you want to pay, mm-hmm. keeps you longer than you want to stay, and there's one more line. With a rhyme? No. It costs you more than you want to pay, keeps you longer than what you want to, to stay, and I can't remember Another the one. third. We'll take your word In for my it. head, the I Wise Thoughts by Russ Herman. <laughs> but the idea is that we think we're in control, and this is, I think, what Tim was saying. We think we're in control of sin, that we yeah. can dabble in it, and, and it will be okay. Um, but sin always is more of a of an enemy than what we realize and we reckon. And so then when we trifle with it, we recognize that, wait, we weren't in control in the beginning and we, we played with something that we shouldn't have played with, mm-hmm. which becomes, instead of a quote-unquote innocent little sin, it becomes something that, that moves us and directs mm-hmm. us in the, in the position of backsliding. Yeah, yeah and indifference itself is sin. We are commanded to love the Lord our God uh, with all of our heart, mind, and strength. And when we're indifferent, that in itself is sin. Yeah. So here's the line: it it <laughs> keeps us longer than we want to to stay, takes us further than we want to go, and costs us more than we want to pay. Mm. That's the three. Okay, it's good. That's I've, good. I've heard somebody said it might be the same one or the same person that sin always. Over promises and under delivers. Mm. Is that mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So one of the kind of proof texts I would pull out to to demonstrate that um, backsliding is common to believers is the parable of the ten virgins. So there were five wise virgins, those who who had the oil, who had the Holy Spirit, five foolish ones who did not. And it said that when the bridegroom um, was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. So it wasn't just the foolish virgins that fell asleep. It was also the wise ones. And I think it's a a faithful exposition to say, well, they were doing something that they ought not to have been doing. It's warned throughout scripture about, hey, stay awake, stay alert, stay sober. And and they were not doing that. So I think that's that's one place that would demonstrate backsliding is common. I think one more place is in Psalm 3110. It's a Psalm of David. It doesn't give the context in the little subtitle, but uh, David says in verses nine and 10, be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. Why are you in distress? While my soul is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing and my strength fails because of my iniquity. So obviously in a general way, we, we could say that, that that sin harms us, but it seems that he's kind of at his wit's end here and he's praying against this season of sin. Um, I think the, the entire prophetic books of the Old Testament um, demonstrate that 
backsliding is common to to most or all believers. Yeah, um, because the whole theme of I just went through all the minor prophets last year, but I think you can throw in the major prophets as well, and and not being in difficult areas is the tendency of the of the church of the Old Testament to wander, to yeah. backslide, and it was mm-hmm. a continual call of the prophets to repent. Yeah, um, basically the the prophetic books boil down to. The prophet saying, "Here's where you're out of step in the covenant, and you need to repent. You need to come back." And I think that's just a picture of the church throughout all ages. It's not just an Old Testament thing. Right. That, that's the church. Yeah. That our tendency, unfortunately, we're not endorsing this. We're not giving our seal of approval to say backsliding is okay. Um, there's a difference between explaining something and endorsing something. Yeah. Yes. And so we're explaining the Christian life. We're not endorsing the, the, this aspect of the Christian well, life. Well, part, part of the reason why we, we're kind of insisting on this, uh, that, that it's common to all believers or, or most believers at the very least, is because if you are in a season of backsliding, we don't want you to A, think that you're all by yourself, and that B, you can't bring this out in the open and find help. Our, right. our desire is that you would not live a secret life. Well, I think I think – Living with that shame and guilt is actually exactly where the devil would want you to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, because really what the answer is, to we'll get to this later, is to come into community, is to come back into God's Word, is to be with other believers and to repent within the context of the church. That's right. This has been the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time. <laughs>